on today's episode of the Law of Tech podcast. The human part is really, really important in the delivery of legal services. And I know that a lot of my AI fans and, and colleagues might disagree to some extent, and that's okay. Uh, I've been, again, we've been having this conversation for, for years, okay, much before Gen AI came and much before ChatGPT arrived. Um, and so there is a human element because especially in contracting, because at the end of the day, contracting is about building relationships. That's what it is. At the end of the day, that's what you're doing. Because yes, we are negotiating a contract, but, uh, the, but when, when we are done, that's when the, that's when the business starts. And that, and that, that business is between two, two parties, two people, and they need, then to need to manage that relationship. And that relationship is people. And so, uh, and it, you know, it, it's a business tool. It's a business tool that has legal dimensions. And it has business dimensions and it has operational dimensions and financial dimensions, but it's a business tool between two people. And that's where the human part comes in. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Law of Tech podcast. I'm your host, Halasa Drukarch, and I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Marco Mendola. Hello, everyone. Nice to be here. That's how are you today? Well, it's good here, Marco. Very excited for this episode, uh, for which we are joined Indeed. by Neil Golan. Uh, we're continuing our journey through the world of law and AI. Um, this time, we'll be talking more about the role of AI in contracting, and we'll specifically be focusing on uh, what AI can do to accelerate party agreement, whether it can do that uh, and how. But before we delve deeper into the topic of this episode, a quick word from our sponsor, Betty Blocks. Are you looking for a way to create solutions that will make legal processes faster, easier and more efficient? Do you want to offer the best client experience with great digital services? Well, look no further than our sponsor for this episode, Betty Blocks. Rapidly build custom legal tech applications such as legal intake portals, ESG assessments without a single line of code. Start building your own solutions today with Betty Blocks. So, Neil, I want to welcome you uh, to the show. It's very exciting to have you here. Um, so, yeah, welcome to our home. <laughs> Thanks, Adassa. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, well, like we do in, in every episode, we want to give the floor to you, basically, to give an intro about yourself, um, just to get the listener to get to know you a little. I'm sure they already do uh, for a large majority, mm -hmm. but we just want to give the mic to you to uh, well, say hi, tell, tell us who you are, and um, maybe a little bit about your journey from where you started to where you are right now. So I'll hand it to you. Okay. So yeah, so um, just to be very brief, I, uh, I was a lawyer. Um, I was a lawyer in, a, in private practice and law firms mainly dealing with startups and innovation-based companies. And uh, very, very, uh, very quickly, I went in-house because I was more in love with the story of the company mm -hmm. than, uh, than actually billing hourly. I just, it just, it just, that wasn't my thing. Um, and so I went in-house um, and uh, spent time there, built legal ops function before it was even called legal ops. Just, it was just about helping, helping, uh, helping the customers, getting, getting the deals done and getting shit done. And so, uh, um, and so I, from there I grew, I, I was, I, I worked in, um, in-house counsel and in legal ops, and I also had my own consultancy in legal ops and I was general counsel and head of legal ops in technology companies. And I spent time where I headed this, this solutions team at Elevate. 
And I've been, and then I, then I spent some time advising CLM companies on legal tech. And I recently I, um, I, I joined as a product lead at Recycle. I love how you mentioned that you fell in love with the story of the company rather than with like kind of like the work that surrounded all of it, the processes. Uh, I also love how you mentioned before we actually started recording um, your love for the client, the one that well you're eventually serving or at the end of the day you're serving them. Uh, I know I want to head into the topic of AI and what it does for contracting and all of that, but maybe before we even do all of that, I'm very curious to know where that like, where that love comes from. Why? Why do you care so much about that? Like I could imagine that going into this legal industry, the well offering the service as such is very relevant, very important. You want to make sure that all of that is good, but it's oftentimes difficult to remember. Like at the end of the day, you are serving your clients. So you need to make sure that they're well at the center. How do you how tell us more? <laughs> That's basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, listen, I, I think I think I was um I, I mean doing doing illegal work is really hard. It's really, really hard work. Um Emotionally, physically, uh, psychologically, um, long hours and lots of stress. And I think that I think that I spent so much time doing that and being part of the being being you know part of the part of that process that I, I always thought that, that there it always occurred to me. I mean, I, you know, there must be a better way of doing this. You know, uh, and and because my my first clients from the beginning were very innovative um upstream kind of people um you know um entrepreneurs and startups um it just you 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 it, it infects you this this way of thinking and, and of like doubting everything that you're doing and so uh and so i and that's that's so that that really um i really like that that concept and so I was like, okay, there has to be a better way of doing this, and um, and I'm I spent so I spent a long time being part of it, and at some point I was like, okay, I've this has to change. I want to do this. I want to do this, and I started talking about it, and then I was like, okay, talking is great. Let's move into doing something about it, and so gradually I went deeper and deeper into these problems and finding solutions for these problems. How can we do this better? How can we do this quickly? How can we have more empathy for the people that we work with? Yeah. Um, how can we listen more and, and talk less? How can we, um, is, there, is, there, is there a way for making legal more humane, for making it more accessible, for people understanding what I'm saying and not being, not being a translator all the time of legal, um, which is, I used to spend like 80% of my time just explaining to people what, it's, what, what, what the hell was written before we even got even talking about what we should be doing. Yeah. Uh, so um, so I, a lot of that, was basically percolating in me, I guess, over the years. And, um, and uh, about, about, a, about two years ago, I really, three years ago, I really made the change. I went into like full-time innovation. Uh, and then, and I, um, I worked at Elevate where, where we were building uh, solutions for law departments and law firms. And um, contracting has always been a big part of my soul because it's, I spent basically 15 years um, negotiating contracts, yeah. all sorts, everywhere in the world, um, and and so um, and 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 so that, that's that's why contracting solutions really really was very appealing to me. And so I, I started gradually advising more and more companies on this field until I met one that's doing really really interesting stuff. And and there I the the, the scope grew, and then I took on a, recently a a full wall where we're um, where we're building. Um, technology for contract negotiations to make that easier and better for people. Yeah. Um, 
And, and, and the whole idea is at the end of the day is how do we help people? Yeah. This is why I made this change from like this corporate job to, to moving to product and building because we, we, um, we, I really love the problems and I love to find ways to solve, solve these problems and help people have better lives, which is what product is all about. So, wow, Nir, I cannot, I mean, I, I have to jump in. I, I, that's, that's so exciting for me to hear. Um, well, um, what I would love to um, dig in more together with you, uh, you've mentioned before, um, thanks to your experience, um, you felt sometimes like a legal translator, right? Uh, this is what you mentioned before, trying to, um, let's say, to explain yourself in the way you're trying to make processes and things simpler, more efficient, better. Um, because you have um, you have gained some experience across different, uh, potentially different jurisdictions, for sure, different clients around the world, um, I'm probably jumping to conclusions. But the point is, have you noticed um, any different approach um, when culture comes in? Let's say, in my in my experience, I've noticed that uh, clients uh, from one continent, for example, or from one specific jurisdiction, they have a, like a, a strong roots, uh, cultural roots in a way of how to approach the legal profession or how to be a lawyer or how to present yourself. Um, how the cultural impact uh, has reached you and how much empathy you had to use to make yourself understood. So it's, it's, it's really incredible because and this is especially true if you're dealing with negotiations because what you do most of the time is spend time with people you know, uh, on the phone and understanding what they're... I, I always, so I used to think that the, the most important thing about negotiations was the person, what I wanted. But as, 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 as I spend more time, I realized that the most important thing in negotiation is what the other person wants and what, the other, what, what their needs are. And the, the, the sooner you realize that, the better you become at, at it and the, and the, bigger, the mm-hmm. better, bigger deals you, you, um, you make. Um, and so, I, then, so and, and to do that as part of understanding these needs and understanding what is it that they're trying to achieve the cultural thing is really, really important because if you don't understand their culture, you can't really understand what they're saying. You can't. It's like you're speaking different languages uh, and and you can offend someone without even noticing. So I'll give you an example. Give you an example. Working with Japan. Okay. Working with Japan. The word no doesn't exist in the Japanese culture. You can't say no. If you say no, you offend the hell out of them. Okay. And so I was working on I was working on a big deal in Japan, and um, we had a local person who was also there. But so we were on a call, and I was speaking to a local person, and the local person didn't tell me that the Japanese on the other side, that the Japanese person on the other side was also on the call. And so we is we Israelis are very informal, very direct about everything. And so um, you know we said no, and we say no a lot of times. And so and so we said no. And I, again, I didn't know that the, that the Japanese counterpart was on the call and they were deeply offended. It took weeks, took us weeks to get them back to the table so that we can continue working on the deal. And this is just, this is just, this is just like a one example, right? Of like working like with, with a different culture. So Japan is, a, is, I think, is a great example uh, of that, right? Um, that also makes me wonder, um, obviously the episode is about AI uh, and how AI can play a role in contracting. Um, it seems like the human element 
is important in this context. Like we've mentioned, you mentioned culture, you mentioned like the translation of legal terms to those who uh, may understand it differently or not understand it at all. Um, when I think of AI, and I know it's like there's been massive progress and it's developed over the years, how does it play a role in contracting? Um, and what is the difference between what a human is capable of, what an AI is capable of in what you just mentioned, like this cultural element, um, communicating with like or helping in the communication between parties? Probably we need different versions for different places. I think what, something we are literally ignoring is the human factor in the delivering technology, isn't it? Very much, very much. So um, part, part of the things that I, that I used to do is I, I used to do like a, take, take like a, take a, if you will, a process for delivery of legal services, okay? And then just map it, right? And, and do like the process mapping and see like the different pieces of that user journey, right? The person like providing it, the person receiving it, what's happening during that process, which part is process, which part is human, which part is can technology come in, right? Really breaking these things mm-hmm. into these pieces, right? And there is, there is, so the human part is really, really important in the delivery of legal services. And I know that a lot of my AI fans and, and colleagues might disagree to some extent, and that's okay. Uh, I've been, again, we've been having this conversation for, for years, okay, much before yeah. Gen AI came and much before ChatGPT arrived. Um, and so there is a human element because, especially in contracting, because at the end of the day, contracting is about building relationships. That's what it is. At the end of the day, that's what you're doing. Because yes, we are negotiating a contract, but uh, the, but when when we are done, that's when the that's when the business starts, and that and that that business is between two two parties, two people, and they need then to need to manage that relationship, and that relationship is people, and so uh, and it, you know it's it's a business tool, it's a business tool that has legal dimensions, and it has business dimensions, and it has operational dimensions and financial dimensions, but it's a business tool between two people. And so um, that's why I think um, the human part is important. The other side of it is that when people want to receive legal advice, they want comfort. That's the outcome. The outcome in the end of, of, of the legal service is comfort. You're telling them this is okay, this is not okay. And this is how we can make it okay. And this is how we can mitigate it, okay? Uh, at the end of the day, that's the outcome, um, and the outcome also is you know yes, it's 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 um it's there's revenue in it and there is business and there is employment and there are a lot of different things, but you're you're between all that there's comfort, and so and the, to to provide that comfort there needs to be some kind of human element or interaction at some point in the in that in that journey in that process, um so and there's and I'm not even getting into like the whole judgment. Right where there is a lot of judgment that you need to apply, in wh- in whatever output you provide, in whatever advice you provide, and that's that mm-hmm. the human part comes in. I can also imagine that there is a difficult conversation to be had between, on the one hand, keeping that human touch in these types of services offered to businesses, and on the other hand, making it as standardized as cheap as possible for them to use, as easy as possible. Because as soon as a human comes into the loop. And things become more complicated. It takes more time. It takes more, uh, well, you, you need to be creative. You need to think of solutions. It has to be tailor-made, you could say. So it's very difficult to find that balance, I could imagine, between the two. But that's me making assumptions here. I'm here, curious to hear what you think. 
Yeah. So again, this is about this is about striking the right balance, right? And understanding this yeah. is what this is this is like the mapping I was talking about is which part of that can can technology deliver for the outcome that is needed, right? So if I if I just have like general questions uh, and things that and you know things that wouldn't necessarily require human involvement, there's there's great things that that technology can do, right? If it's having the, having these uh, uh, frequent answers to questions accessible, or uh, th- through chatbots, which I hear uh, and I see and I, I've seen that can be really, especially today, they're becoming better and better at that. There's definitely things there that yeah. that doesn't necessarily require. Again, it's it's about risk. It's about managing risk and what things are you know high volume and low risk. These things would definitely be done by technology as much as possible, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I guess I guess an NDA is a perfect example, right? And, and yeah. as, as as a high volume, low risk kind of agreement that um, that technology can help with. Um, and so a lot. I mean, it's hard to give a general answer, but I would just say that yeah. what, when this is done, um, we need to understand what work we have to map the kind of work that we have and see which part of it uh, is okay to provide through technology with with little human involvement. Not everything has to. Another and, and, and speaking in like more corporate like uh, setting, it's hard to do things efficiently and quickly if the lawyer has to see everything. And so there. And and I think that. And I think that there. There. There's. 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 There's definitely work and efficiencies to be found um, in terms of things that technology can help. Um, at least on on you know with 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 a big part of that. Um, yeah. yeah. Maybe taking a step back, um, can you maybe explain a little bit more about um, the landscape within which AI finds itself now in this contracting space? Can you just sketch that landscape, maybe give some examples of what we should be thinking of right now um, and moving away from that hype? I think that, and we keep on talking about AI, but there's there, there are a lot of other technologies out there also. So I'm just, just pointing that out, okay? Um, because it's not necessarily all about AI. It's And this is... What we talked about, I think, a little bit before 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 we started this podcast, just this uh, this thing where we're jumping at at the solution, and then um, and then this this really limits our options. I'm just saying this because I think it's important to say right to start. You know, I know that it sounds like a cliche. Start with a problem before you go to a solution, but it's so true because a lot of the shitty products that you see in the market today. And products that are dying and people don't use is because they started. Okay, what can I do with AI, right? Rather than saying, okay, uh, let's 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 get it, let's get out of the building. Let's speak with customers. Let's understand what what what's going on with their worlds, what problems they have, what are their goals, what are their challenges, and from there, it just the array of things that you can think of, of and how to do and how to solve them is so much so 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 much broader, right? Uh, and 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 it's not limiting in, in that sense, right? And things that because um, and this touches a little bit with what you were asking is if you look at contracting, right? There's there are all these stages, right? You have you have the um, the intake, so people are requesting your a contract, and then you're creating a contract, and then you are reviewing or negotiating the contract, and then you're approving the finalized contract, and then you're signing the contract, and then you're managing the contract, etc. This is basically like the life cycle. Okay. Now, there are a lot of things that that can be done with in each of these things, right? And it's not, not necessarily all about AI, right? There are, I mean, just making the right the right templates available to everyone 
on an intranet, on a wiki, is can solve so much time and spend so much time because people, and I'm saying this because I, I've had so many conversations about this. People spend so much time in legal teams just finding the right agreement, finding the right template. Sales teams, yeah. half the time, are using some old template that they have on their local drive and they send it to the customer and, and it gets signed and then they come to legal. Here, how is this? Is this okay? And then you say, no, this is not okay because this is a, an, old, an old agreement that is, it doesn't, doesn't contain the updated things that, that we need operationally, financially, legally. And then you have to go back to the customer and start renegotiating and you lose face and it looks very unprofessional. So I'm just saying that, you know, yes, there's a lot of this AI stuff, but like these are real problems that like finding the right stuff, people spend sometimes 20%, 25% of their time just finding the right document, the right version. Uh, and it's, it's I, I know, I know it's, it sounds really weird in this AI world that we're living in right now, but that's like, that's, this, that's when you're speaking to people, this is what you understand where they are. Okay, um, mm. so just giving that as an example, but I but I think that I think that where the the capabilities that we see, that we see today and knowing what they're good at and what they're not good at is 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 really the name of the game. And again, mm -hmm. starting with what your need is and what your use cases are, seeing okay, can this help me with this point? An, an example, right? If you want some, if you want to um, summarize something. It's really good, and it's gotten very good, very in the last week, because there are there was a, a new a new way of creating much better contextual summaries, okay, by uh, by by large language models. So that this is a great use case. Another another great use case, um, another another great use case is when you need to find something in a big text, big text, okay, very long text. You want to find stuff. It, it's really good at processing a lot of information and going through things and finding things for you. Okay, there's some there's some great reasoning there in terms of um, um, understanding what something means or what could be potential risks. It works reasonably well, but it's 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 getting better, right? Um, but I, I I'm just saying the use cases are really really important because uh and this is by the way this is all an experiment right now we are in the phase where we're, people are trying to figure this out to really understand yes it's good at this but a lot but there are a lot a lot of cases where it's not reliable it's not accurate and these two are, these are two words that lawyers never want to hear when it comes to their work and it's it's a big challenge with a lot of these large language models um because they they really it makes so much shit up you you won't believe it and in such a confident human way and this is where I are the way we are the way we are wired we automatically believe there's there's actually something uh, guys I would like to stress out here because the more we talk about it uh, the more we realize I, how complex is the whole uh, topic how multidisciplinary and how many antennas you need to actually try to understand what's happening around you, um, digest uh, completely and constant new um, information, discoveries, articles, or especially select those that probably can give you some information and some others where it's very hard to, 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 to understand what's the final goal. Um, but I think um, Nir touched a very, very important uh, point, at least something I love to discuss when it's about... Um, Again, understanding what's 
where the technology is capable, where the technology is not capable, what the lawyers are receptive to or not. Trust. Now it's a big, big concept. Um, so how do you... So you said before, Nir, um, we need to better understand what the technology is capable of. There are some limitations. Lawyers are sometimes are not receptive to these sort of topics. Feedback, it's a very big uh, concept uh, to, 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 to be understood, especially in the legal sector. How, in your experience, really like from your practical day-to-day experience, how do you manage the trust factor uh, between technology and uh, old-fashioned contracts? So the use of technology, potentially, let's say, even language models, um, let's say, tools, apply to contracts, um, and how do you leverage that uh, with uh, traditional lawyers? And, and I think this, um, yeah, okay, yeah, this, 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 this is before the podcast. And so this is, this is the great thing about what's happening, what's happened, the way it's happened since November 2022, when everything changed, right? When, when, when ChatGPT was released. And that is because, and, and I'm, I'm, you'll see why, why I'm raising it in terms of the trust. I think that the fact that it is made accessible to everyone, like as a consumer, as a, as a private person, and to be able to play and experiment with it has created more comfort. Also, the fact that I can converse with it in natural human language, psychologically the way we're wired, I think it helps also create that trust. But, and there's a big but, especially when it comes to experts, experts is everything is about control. And so, and so um, this time was spent also experimenting with more work-related um, use cases and workflows, et cetera. And they've seen, they've seen the, I mean, it's, it's growing the capabilities. And this is why, like every kind of new technology, it's about understanding what it can do and what it can do, and then finding... Mm-hmm. And it will get better. What we're seeing is only a preview of what's about to come. Really, I mean, um, it's it's this, this is going to be a an ongoing. And the speed is amazing, right? Because you keep on hearing about more tokens and more context windows and and more you know bigger models and multi model multi model multi modal models. Oh my God, what a word! Um, <laughs> where where you know these these models can generate text, audio, images, everything. So um, you know, ChatGPT, they, they just they, they just released a new a new plugin with with Dali and three, and it's supposed to be amazing. Okay, so I'm saying um, the idea is to know what it's good at and not, not and not good at, and the way to ground it is going to be around real data and knowledge, giving it the context and the data that it needs in order to understand this is what I need. Now help me with this based on your capabilities. Okay. So you, you, you won't be using its data, but you'll be using the muscle, the brain, which, uh, which, is, which, is the, which is exactly what's the great, not the memory, but the brain, the muscle and the brain, which is what's, what these models are amazing at, right? If I wanted to extract, if I wanted to, I want, uh, um, just to your question before, Dasa, one great thing about this thing, extracting data is amazing. They're, uh, they're the best at extracting data. Finding yeah. what that word that I need, even if even it's not exactly that word, but something that is semantically the same or similar, they'll find it very quickly. Um, so I'm um, just saying it's a, it's a it's a learning process. There are a lot of experiments happening, and people are learning the 
abilities and limitations. And as, as with everything, we're, we're going to adapt with this, adapt to this reality and learn. And there'll be going to be more use cases and better technology. And it's just, it's an ongoing, an ongoing process. Oh, I have so many questions, but I cannot formulate them. So I'm going to ask ChatGPT to... <laughs> no, no, it, it's so fascinating. Again, um, the, the more I listen to you and the more I listen and the more I read, because um, as Nir said, there's a lot to listen here. And so I tend to speak as less as possible because I really keep taking and absorb knowledge as much as possible to, to ensure that I, at least I understand the fundamentals and I keep doing... It's a daily, it's a daily work. Um, but I think, again, um, I think where I would like to focus again back, it's about the human factor. So uh, especially uh, near, uh, again, if you can share from your practical experience uh, on, on an inside part, um, what, what's, what's, what type of conversations you're having with your clients right now, uh, at least in should we do things uh, near uh, the typical question? If you have three top questions, let's say, uh, in your day to day job right now. Can you summarize them in three, four, let's say in three templates, the three classical ones? Um, can you can you give us some some insights? Oh yeah, sure. Again, the 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 question is is always about what is it that you're struggling with? Okay, tell me about your work. When you start talking, by the way, people love having someone that wants to listen to them. It's amazing. It's something one thing that you learn in these in these discovery and conversations with uh, with users and customers. Right, they love telling. They love talking about their life and about their work and complaining and about everything that they're going through and and so and it's great because if you just open, ask an open ended questions, it's amazing the gold that you can find. It. You you just learn about right. So that's like a typical question. And you know what? I'll tell you something. And I'm 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 saying this very seriously. When you speak to customers, and I'm talking about like in house legal, right? U.S., U.K., wherever. No one asks about your AI. No one talks about AI. It doesn't even come up. What, what, what they're talking about is, I, I'm, you know, this is, I'm struggling with this. I'm not able to do this. Uh, I need to do this. And this, this is, this, these are the goals that I have. This is the, these are the, 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 the pressures that I have. And I'm not able to do that. And then we start talking about it, right? And, um, and so I'm just saying it's, this is like, this is the real world, right? At the end of the day, this is the real world, these problems that they have. And yes, AI can be very helpful, right? In contracting especially, right? But it's not what we keep on reading about all the time, about how it's going to solve everything and it's going to draft complex contracts because it can't. And if you're, if you're using, if you're using like, it's like a chat GPT kind of thing, a consumer kind of thing to draft your contracts, draft complex contracts good luck with that um, um, it's 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 uh, it's it's an issue again been there tried that um, but I think that I think that um, uh, anything around knowledge and finding what they need when they need it and using fi- finding the clause so in negotiation you spend most of the time analyzing what you're getting and then finding, thinking about what is it that you should respond. And hopefully you're thinking about how should I respond to make the other side agree. And so finding that, that's, and, and that's, that's always hard. And AI can help with a lot of this analysis, right? And finding these things because it's across a lot of data, a lot of knowledge places, and it's really hard and very taxing and very time consuming to find these things. And 
it's uh, this is this is and, and it's it's really helpful because if it can help you know what will help the other side agree or what what bring you guys closer together, then that's that, that that's you you just hit gold because if you're able to close the agreements faster, bring revenue quicker, and create relationships with less friction, that's value. That's real value for um, for um, for for a company and for um, for lawyers and for the business, like all the all the business people in, yeah. in the company. So um, that has been my experience a lot. Just to give you another example, and I've given I've think, I think I spoke with Marco about this. What, one of the things that we see a lot with with AI and a lot of these tools is to use them only like to automatically redline contracts. Now, this can be helpful in certain circumstances. The problem is that, like everything else, it takes it to an extreme, and then it becomes like a redline monkey because it doesn't think, mm-hmm. doesn't have that judgment about I, I should add a comment here or not because it's not aligned with this deal, it's not aligned with this other side, their culture, the strategy, and and so and AI doesn't doesn't have that context, doesn't have that judgment, uh, doesn't have that experience, and so. It's um, a lot of times I've, I've seen this driving people further apart because it creates more frictions, more redlining and more work for the lawyer because then they have to go through everything from, from scratch. So it's like doing everything again. And so I think that that's why really going deeper into the problem in the context uh, when using technology is really important to see if it really solves a problem and really uh, it's the right fit for the use case. I have an idea, Dasa. Especially Sorry. now, as a final question, <laughs> as a final question for Nir. Yes, you absolutely go for to, it. To putting on the spot one more time, but it's the last question, Nir. So um, do not worry about that. Uh, we have a tradition at the Love Tech. Uh, the last question um, you is going to be done from you to a future guest uh, person uh, that is going to join us in a couple of weeks or so. We cannot tell you who it is, obviously. Uh, but um, if there's anything that in your day-to-day with contracting and AI, you haven't still figured it out, or you would like to ask more, what would you like to ask? There's anything like, you know what? I'm working on this piece of work, and I would really love to know more about X, Y, Z. Uh, we can give you some hints. Is a professional uh, that works with AI and legal is more like a researcher than a lawyer, but is a doer. So no fuzz. Oh, what would I say? What would I ask them? I would ask them, <laughs> um, will AI replace lawyers? If so, in what way? And in what in what in what fields of practice, for example? Um, and why is it that we're so obsessed? with AI in legal? That's, That's an interesting question. I'm That's actually my... terrified to ask that. <laughs> but we're going to do it anyways. So um, yeah. that's what counts. Yeah. yeah. One, one of my one of the things that really, that really like piss me off when I see like AI in contracting is that it feels like most of the time they're not thinking about bringing people together, just thinking how can we take something and do it more efficiently? And the, and the question is, why is it? Why are we so obsessed with efficiency? Why are we more obsessed with effectiveness? And and and, the, and mm. there, there's there's a big difference between that. And and is it achieving their goals or is it just helping us do the shitty stuff better? So, just 
Yeah, and maybe adding to that that they can go hand in hand, right? What efficiency and effectiveness? Can. Yes, can yes, yes, uh, definitely. Yeah. And and but but that's the thing, though. It's not A or B. Yeah, uh, I I agree. Yeah. Uh, and and the thing is, seeing thinking about more about outcomes and yeah. what people are trying to achieve will can really help them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you, Nir. Uh, it was lovely talking to you. Likewise. Um, and we are looking forward to sending your next questions over to the to the next guest. We'll be cool. in touch with you to awesome. make sure you you get your answers. Um, yeah, thank you so much for sending. Thank your you, Nir. Uh, it was a pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Law of Tech podcast. If you want to make sure you keep up to date with the show and never miss out on an episode, be sure to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and follow the Law of Tech on social media. If you enjoyed the show, please give it a rating or review as it helps others discover the show. And don't forget to share it with your network. For now, have a great day and I'll see you in the next episode of the Law of Tech podcast.